Welcome back, listeners, to episode 11, chapter 11, because I'm a storyteller, and you're the listeners, and you hear me out, and I thank you. Welcome to chapter 11 of the My Story podcast. I'm your storyteller, Milton, and uh, happy Saturday. Uh, I had everything all planned out, and now it's gone. No, kidding. Well, I'm recording on September 11th. It's the 20th anniversary since 9-11. And the horrific accident that happened in 2001. I really wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna talk about it whatsoever. Um, don't know why, but it doesn't sit right to not speak about it. And although this is being released on Monday morning, I'm recording on the 11th, and it's chapter 11 of the podcast. So might as well start with it. I was four years old. Don't remember much of it. What I remember is. My pops coming home late. Uh, can't remember. That's the only thing I remember. I don't remember anything else. Uh, however, there was this um, documentary that I used to watch a lot on HBO. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Uh, no, I was gonna like pause and look for it. But what it stored around was how the city rides together. You know, with Piazza and the home run he hit uh, was I believe the day or two after. Um, the Yankees, uh, that 2001 World Series run that, you know, he lost to the Diamondbacks. But that was probably the only year that perhaps America was cheering for the Yankees. Because obviously Bronx Bombers, uh, the Dynasty, you know, you weren't really rooting for them because they're the Yankees. But that year, from the documentary, because again, I was like four or five at the time. But that was the feel of it. Um so because of all that that I used to watch and I think it was called United 1993 that was a movie I forgot what year that film came out but it was based upon I believe the flight that was going to San Francisco um, hijacked and the, peop- the flight the passengers pretty much tried to fend off the hijackers knowing that it was you know if, it, if we stopped them we're going to be gone but you know, they, I believe that was the flight. Oh, that was the plane heading towards the, was it? No, not the, not the Pentagon. The Pentagon was hit. I want to say perhaps the White House. I, I sure would be fact checking, but I'm assuming it was that. And it landed uh, on a field, middle of nowhere, somewhere in, in the Northeast. And I want to say, so although I was too young to really remember the events, the day itself, I was always intrigued by documentaries um, surrounding it. I, I remember last year I was on a date. Uh, I was on a date along on the water along Chelsea Piers, I want to say. And you can see the lights, the two lights that symbolize the Twin Towers. I don't know. It bothers me personally for anything when people are just taking pictures of it. Like the whole boat I was taking pictures of it. Only reason why those things kind of bother me is the fact that just be in the moment, be present. Yes, take your picture. Um, you know, I, I think I was very uh, ignorant last year with it or my thought process uh, behind it. But I get why people take pictures now. I understand why, because for a lot of people, you know, they remember that morning, right? very well 
I myself don't. Nonetheless, I want to say, uh, just give my condolences and thoughts, prayers for those that lost family members that day, lost friends. Uh, just want to pay my respects to, to the heroes, first responders, EMTs, uh, on the whole list. Because when you think about it, that's the day that shook everything. And you get the world we're in now. It, it's, it just amazes me because you know, prior to that, you know, when you see movies in the 80s and 90s, people were smoking on planes. Smoking a cigarette, not a problem. Now, don't even dare bring a bottle of shampoo that's over 3.1 ounces, you know, because of well, security, you know, TSA. It, it's just crazy how it's, and it's sad, you know, the, the event itself, tra- tragic. It's, you know, something that's people going to remember, you know, the towers, you know, the Pentagon, everyone that's losing their lives, even after trying to, you know, find people, people going missing, bodies not recovered. And, you know, that's, that's the main focus, but the entire bigger picture is the aftermath. That's the world we have now. Just how, in, you know, Homeland Security, this airport, going through TSA how tedious it may, it may be annoying but it's because of that day so yeah it's just 20 years after the fact here's that here's the aftermath of the world we have now and at the same time you gotta look at both sides of the coins both sides of the coin the unfortunate of people of the more Muslim Arabic you know, they get unfairly, again, the terrorists and getting called names, you know. And I forgot who, I saw this quote early on on Instagram. It was like, war is terrorism. You know, call it what you want. It's, terrorism is not no color. It's not no religion. It's pure acts of hate, regardless of who it's from. It's just act of hate. So yeah, it's just one little quick tidbit on that. Just the fact that 20 years later, I'll get my reiterated 20 years later and look at the world we live in now because of that. It's a whole domino effect. Yeah, I'm not one to get political. I mean, although I love social studies, I love history and learning of it, but you just, that's the thing. History repeats itself. History trickles down. You see the different effects of one event to the next. It's, yeah, very intriguing. But more importantly is those who lost their lives you know, the first responders those who, whose lives were affected after the fact again it's just that that day just shook up everything that we know you know not just the United States but all around the world that's just my two cents on that uh, I guess not to, I don't want my trying to continue to be somber <laughs> but um So, <laughs> a couple days ago, uh, oof, mm, give me a second. All right, I think I gathered my thoughts. So I want to give a just pay my respects to my tia Marina. This goes out to uh, Karina and the cousins, her children. 
today, well, I'm, again, I'm recording on a Saturday. Today was her uh, her burial, the mass in the burial. She transitioned. I want to. What was it? On the eighth, which was Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, of this past week. And I got the call because uh, Karina, thank, shout out Karina, my cousin, she trusted me with her children, um, her six and four year old. You know, over the last three weeks, uh, she put up a post on Instagram, me a babysitter, and I was like, well, I got nothing to do until September 13th when I start work. So, hey, I'm free, I'm available. She interviewed me. She's like, what are your references? Who are your, no, who are your references? I'm like, your husband. Because small world, her husband, shout out, shout out Dennis, is my barber. He's been my barber for the last about eight, nine years. And I remember the last time I got a cut, I believe his daughter was there. And I'm waiting to get a cut. And I'm just talking to her. You know, I've only seen her in other family functions, maybe like once or twice. And she had this cute, adorable flamingo named Sparky. And she's like, she saw me open up my fruit cup. And she goes, Sparky wants, likes watermelon and grapes. Gave watermelon and grapes to Sparky. Sparky did not eat it. She ate them. Um, and whatever, I'm just interacting with her. And Dennis goes like, yo, you ever thought about, you know, babysitting? And I'm like, actually, I have. I actually did make a profile last summer for an agency called MyManny.com. Yo, my Manny, your boy got a profile, your boy got references. Hit me up. Come on, try to make some big bucks as a Manny. But he wasn't alluding to <laughs> watching his his own kids. He just said, yo, you have a knack for this. I'm like, well, we working with kids since I was like 14 years old. So, you know. So Karina asked me, like, yo, I know how well you are with older kids because allegedly I work, <laughs> allegedly, I work with kids of middle school through high school. Allegedly. <laughs> Gotta protect myself. But yeah, so whatever. I get a job. I get hired. Um, so yeah, the day just try to entertain them, you know, make sure they're alive and well. I feed them. I drink water and go to the park often. I realized I became what I hated. I became the manny. Just uh, you guys go play. I'll be on the. I'll be on the bench. I'll look up from my phone. No, I'm kidding. I, I mean, I was on my phone, but I would look up. I was very active in my eyes. You know, text and look at the same time. But uh, this day at the park, uh, probably the longest day that we were at the park for for about three, four hours. They enjoyed themselves, and um, I get the call that uh, my dear had transitioned. And Karina was, uh, was just like, let's keep it in the park for till about five. Till Dennis gets home. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Um, I mean, this whole week was sunshine, was, was sunny. Uh, I get there. Dennis was nice enough to, you know, he got me something to eat as well. I ate. I go downstairs. My cousins are there. Um, I pay my respects. I got, I got choked up. I got emotional. And yeah, it was it was the same feeling I got when my grandfather from my pops side passed away. I was sad. It didn't hit me directly. It was more so seeing Karina, my cousins, my my aunts, um, you know, sisters, 
that's what got to me. And yeah, I got flashbacks of my own mother. So it was more so, I was thinking, it's like, I was thinking like, okay, how can I just help and support? And, you know, Karina and I, we've had some good talks, and she's like, you probably know better than anyone. I mean, you lost your mom at age of 13. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny because, again, with family, sometimes it's unfortunate that life happens. Not that it's unfortunate because life happens and sometimes you don't you don't interact as much as when you're younger. But, you know, I'm a big believer in the universe. Things happen the way they happen. She needed assistance with her kids. Um, knowing that her mom was, you know, at the very end and stepped in to help. And I felt like that was my contribution of my helping her, you know, over the pro- through the process. And so they had to... At the mask, Karina spoke. I got choked up because I started to remember when I gave uh, my my speech at my mom's viewing um, at the funeral. I read a poem that I wrote uh, around that time in eighth grade, and Karina said something to said something about what did she say exactly. I'm gonna paraphrase it. I'll say it in Spanish because I remember it better in Spanish. She's like, I I gente que pasa por esto por este mundo sin agradecer a sus papás and it's weird because the way I correlated it was she's right so on the day that her mom passes her mom transitions was my pops' birthday um, this is how I'm correlated and this is how I'm weird but I'll just finish paying my respects to my tia Marina tia Marina I love you uh, you're within all of us. You will continue to live through all of us with every story we tell, with every memory we have of you. And, you know, I hope you know that I'll do anything I can to help support, continue to support your your grandkids beyond, beyond just the babysitting. So, there's that. And que descanses en paz. Oof. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, my, my pops. This episode is dedicated to him. It's dedicated to him. My father, my pops, Minton Misael Pineda Soriano. Going back to what Karina said, that there are people that go, that live and don't appreciate their parents and all the sacrifices they do. And that's something that's a big thing in Latino culture, the sacrifices. We hear that a lot from our parents sacrifice us, sometimes I sacrifice for you to come to this country, things I went through. And we hear that throughout our livelihood. And when we're young, we're a lot of us are oblivious or don't pay mind to it or don't understand. And we get older, we're like, okay, I see what you mean. I remember one time my sister and I were talking and we're just like, you know what? She goes, Pops, you know, we appreciate mom so much. We miss her really Dearly, perhaps maybe there are times that Pops feels like, yo, what am I, chop liver? You know, my Pops, he's very harsh on himself. You know, that's why I say I, I get a lot of my stuff from him. I used to always say, nah, I'm not going to be like him. I'm going to be different, I'm going to be better. But as I get, get older, I do have things with my Pops. I have the good. I have a lot of good. I have some bad. Uh, same with my mother. I have a little bit of their traits. I just and damn, this is just keep up in my head right now. No spoiler, 
alert. But if you saw Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, the new Marvel movie, that, that's something that's said. The mom tells uh, Sean, <laughs> you have both me and your father, your ancestors are within you. You just got to just know who you are. You have bit, bits of both of us, not make it your own. And that's same thing with that's with any child. We have a every we have bits of our mother and fathers, the things we love, the things we hate, and we become our own person. It's not just based DNA base of like what we have: their hair, nose, eyes. It's also personality traits. And you know, I I pops is harsh on myself, and I'm like, well, that's where I get it from. My mom is very loud and proud. That's where I get it from. Storytelling. That's my pops. So this episode is dedicated to you, Pops. I feel that like my my pops has people have heard a lot of stories of my of my father, and I think unfairly, you know, when I was younger, I was very ups, you know angry, upset, and didn't give him a lot of credit. I even in the second episode of this podcast, Generational Habits, I speak about my dad's alcoholism. I feel bad that like when I speak with my pops. Sometimes I speak too much of too much of the flaws. That's not the case. My pops is a is a great man. I I have his name. I'm not a, a, a legal junior, but my mom called me junior to avoid you know mis, uh, mistakes. I should call my pops viejo, me junior, and that has been with me ever since. You know, with families, neighbors. I remember I was hard-headed and stubborn, and I went back to college. I say, all right, well, this this diploma is mine. My name is on it. I was like, I'm I'm the one that did the exams. I'm the one that studied. Some of my associates. It's me. That went out the window. My pride went out the window. When I got the diploma went to my mom same way how I did my high school diploma and my middle school diploma it's like I want to go to my mom I want to see my mom I call my pops he saw the, he sees the diploma he sees I'm with my mom at the cemetery and he goes this is the same week probably the same week as Father's Day and he goes this is the best Father's Day gift you could have ever given me and I said well don't you worry because I got two more I have to give you my bachelor's and my and my PhD. Oh, PhD. I'm sorry. Masters, sorry. <laughs> Masters. Um, PhD. Maybe that could be a third one too. Another third, uh, fourth overall. We'll see. Well, one diploma at a time. My pops told me he was proud of me. Now I know my pops is proud of me. I don't know what it is, but in Latino culture, when our fathers don't say how proud they are, proud they are of their son. But they'll say to the whole world, but us. Maybe it's to keep us humble. Maybe it's to like not blow our ego too much. I don't know. But I'm here to speak about about that. That could be an episode for another time. But that's something that my pops did do a lot. I I grew up having to accept. All right, I'm not gonna hear "I love you" or "I'm proud of you." Not those exact same words, but my pops said it in different ways. He showed it in different ways. You know, he told me like I'm. Not, I don't know how to say that sometimes. But I, you have clothes on your back. I bring food on the table. 
As I got older, I said, well, I realized that's what he grew up with. So and he, and he did and he he does and he tries his best to adapt to be more compassionate, be more vulnerable. Because my pops is that he's vulnerable. You know, behind the machismo wish on one night, my you know my pops is a caring, loving man. You know, he would read you know read on Sundays. You know, he would help out in church. Um, you know, he's very in, in tune with his emotions. Obviously, the way he goes about them. You know, I would love him to do it without a bottle. But my pops knows how to be vulnerable. He knows how to be emotional without it. I remember I went, I lit a retreat when I was 15, and I thought, I, I said bye to my pops and my sister. I'm thinking I'm not going to see them until the weekend's over. I get to the retreat place, and by my surprise, they were there. Surprise, and I hugged them. I have a picture of it, and where he's just like, God bless, and just enjoy this weekend. You know, my pops has spoken in, in other events regarding me, and just he, I don't know. I guess I don't, I didn't hear it enough, or I was mostly just amazed at how my pops talked, how he could just control a room. I didn't really pay attention to the words he was saying about me. <laughs> I was just amazed of how he does it, because I've seen him do it in the setting of church. And okay. This is a punching. <laughs> a, a day later, what I happened was my laptop. I used it for a draft, uh, a, a live uh, football draft, and I put it to sleep. I didn't shut it down. Uh, my cousin was borrowing my Mac charger, so I was trying to record the episode as quick as I could, and it just died. The little laptop battery life finito so this is punching so very awkward um in terms of yeah the audio because i was close to tears and now not so and i'm so upset about that because like fake upset fake upset because well the audio still was preserved i could just continue but what, why I'm fake upset is because I was such, I was going in such a role, so very emotional, I was ready to cry, and that probably won't happen. But <laughs> let me try to regain uh, where I was uh, before the audio cut off. I, like, again, I was just amazed how my pops would can control a room of people, whether it be church, uh, family events, whether it be his words, whether it be his dancing. So although he was, he's more preserved and reserved compared to my mom, you know, he doesn't really wear his emotions on his sleeves. But it, you know, he's, for the most part, my pops is good of expressing himself, expressing himself, whether it be with dancing, you know, he's having a good time. He'd be the, you know, the vocal point of the dance floor or if he'll talk in a room because he's the loudest one. And people would tell my pops, oh, yeah, me don't. I'm right next to you. I, I can hear you. Why are you screaming at me? But that's how my pops talks. He talks very loudly, very strong. Sounds familiar, right? Sounds like me. People have told me, yo, bro, I'm right next to you. Like, relax. I'm like, oh, my bad. That's, not, that's the thing between my pops and I, and really my family, but especially him and I, 
people have thought we've had arguments in front of them and we tell them like no we're this is us talking we're actually communicating um we just talk very loudly you know and i remember you know my pops and i you know we watched games together yankee games uh new york football giant games next games he didn't ever he never watch with me because he his thing with basketball is that the best part of the game of basketball is the last two minutes. And that, uh, and that the other shit don't matter, as my pops would say with his uh, uh, his uh, English accent. That shit don't matter. That shit don't matter. Those are the last two minutes what counts. You know, we watch games and you know fans of the same teams. The only time we were uh, different, rooted for different teams was soccer uh he's barcelona real madrid myself so that's that was actually fun to actually like talk smack with my pops you know on saturday or sundays whenever either team played but even when we cheer for the same team like the yankees we still bicker about that because you know he's very old school old school mindset and i try to tell well this happened because of that and my pops were my pops he's like i Listen, as long as the Yankees win, it doesn't matter how it's done or whatever, or matchups, can I say, kid? I don't know. It's things of, of my pops that when I look back, it's like, damn. I like, I miss them. I miss you, pops. I know you listen to, to the podcast. Please, that's what you told me. I don't know if he listens straight through the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry. But he listens. He told me. Yeah, and yeah, pops. Damn. I'm so mad. I'm so mad that I can't pick up where I left off. But hey, screw it. Well, as my pops would say, fuck it. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, my pops, I remember I would go to work with him and they gave him the nickname El Radio because any song popped up, he'll sing over the radio and you just listen to him, not the song that, you know, he's the singer now. Not, not what's coming through the speaker. It's him. Yeah, my pops going to work a lot. Ah, when life is simple. Yeah. I mean, in terms of my pops and what he means to me, as much as we've had an up-and-down relationship, I, going back to what Karina says that people don't, you know, people, some people in this world live without really appreciating their parents. And there are times that perhaps of my spoiledness and brattiness that, there are times I wonder, like, damn, I wonder if my pops feels like he did a good job with me. And it's funny because he's told me otherwise. He's like, oh, I'm no good to you or Stella. And, you know, we tell him otherwise. Like, no, pops, you're, you're doing, you're not, you're not just doing the best you could. You're doing, you, you have done the best. Yes, there's always room for improvement, but don't be so harsh on yourself. It's funny that I tell him that, yet I don't take my own advice. But that's a, episode for another time but I did, that's where I get it from I get it from my pops that there's always room for improvement that it could get better and reason why between that experience with my pops is, is when I would get like an 80 or a 90 he'd be like oh where are the other 20 points the other 10 points on the exam he, and I for years I was like yo I passed I did good why can't you just accept it and looking back, I'm like, he just wanted me to continue to exceed because I know I have a problem with uh, t- at times being content with things. 
not really putting my best foot forward sometimes half-assing it or just like you know what i'm gonna just freestyle this shit see what happens you know so i think my pops just really wanted me to be focused all right be happy with what you got in the moment but always look to improve and get better and that's why my pops always stressed to me like i want you to be to be better than me you you have to be you should be better than me that's the goal and I think my pause for that because I try, whether it be as as a person, as a brother, seeing you know him and I, we've talked deeply about family at times, and you know it's funny because in terms of being a sibling, you know he he has up and down relationships with his siblings. I think that's why he gets mad when my sister Stella and I when we like curse each other. Like, yo, what up, motherfucker? And he's like, how can you do, how can you talk to your sibling that way? How, have you loved them? I'm like, well, first of all, Pops, time out. Yeah, because you and your siblings communicate so well as well, right? Y'all don't curse at each other. Like, this is how we do of endearment. You know, me and Stella. But, I, again, I understand where he's coming from. I understand it. Yeah, man, my Pops is, is quite a character. I will say that. Like, I, I don't think there's been one friend of mine that'd be like, yo, your props has has, has never said, well, let me retrace. <laughs> people, pretty much people have said, yo, your pops is hilarious, your pops is fun. You know, my pops, he, he'll talk to, although he is quiet and reserved and very observant, he is one to be vocal and, and talk to people. Um, he'll tell a story like no other, as I mentioned before. So yeah, it's just ironic that, you know, the day that my Tia Marina transitioned. It was my pop's birthday. Well, he has two birthdays. I think I said already. So the seventh is his official birthday in El Salvador. The eighth, he missed the paperwork, as he said. As he's told me before, the seventh is the party. The eighth is to recover from the party. So, yeah. See, I should have listened back to this episode before I continue recording to see if I don't repeat anything. But, it is what it is. You know, I'll, let me get into that. It is what it is. My pops loves quoting Forrest Gump. It is what it is. Stupid, stupid, stupid does. Like, my pops, I will say that. He introduced me to a lot of pop culture. Forrest Gump. Um, every time I watch, I think about my pops. Uh, the Bee Gees. He's put me on the Bee Gees. And I think our favorite song that we share is uh, the song uh, I Started a Joke. Like, I started a joke. Wait, and I got the whole world laughing. Like, you know, I I think him and I, perhaps we've had experiences where, like, we do entertain people, but we sometimes wonder, are people laughing with us or at us? Are we just people's entertainment? Or are they really, um, are, are we just the entertainment? Or they really care what we're saying? Yeah, I'm a... I'm a lot more like my pops than I thought I would ever be, but as I mentioned before, it's you have you get the you have the good, you have the bad, and you make it your own. It just so happened that him and I share a name. Yeah, pops, I miss you. I love you. I'm happy you're in El Salvador. In El Salvador, that was your goal all along. And there was one conversation that I had with my pops years ago, and he said. I was even surprised I, I made 40, 40 years old. Because it, it's ironic, my grandfather, my pop's side, he wanted, you know, Garrus' soul, my, my abuelo. 
he wanted to live until 100 years old. And my pops, on the other hand, again, he, he said, I didn't think I would even make it to 40. And now I'm, at this time, he had to be like in his mid-50s. I'm 15 years beyond that. And which kind of worries me is that, or worried me at the time. I said, yo, you have to be grateful and appreciative of what you have. It may not seem like a lot. Or you may seem like how hot I get to this point, but you got to think it could be worse. And again, my pops is one that he'll give great advice and not take his own. Damn, that sounds very familiar. Uh, yeah. So I, that's why when I wish him, we wish him happy birthday, he used to always say, Oh, it's just when you're closer to death. I'm like, oh my God, like, Jesus, can you be like a more of a Debbie, was it Debbie Downer is what they say? Like, my goodness. Yeah, so, uh, it's a lot of things I could say about my pops. Um, but the main thing I want you to know, pops, that I love you. Thank you for everything you've taught me. I've said it many times in the last, like, 10 minutes, but it's not enough times you, you, there's no such thing as, as a certain amount of times to tell your parents you love them. You tell them as much as you can. Whether it be on the phone, a text, or on a podcast. So, Pops, happy birthday. I love you. Hope to see you soon. Okay, there's one more thing I want to talk about. One more thing. And this from my childhood. I love, love, loved Blues Clues. That was my show. Steve was my guy. If I dressed up as, as Blue one Halloween. There's pictures and everything. Or, no, I'll just speak. Listen, the point is, I had Blue's Clues everything. I took a, had a photo shoot with a Blue's Clues background. So, I see that the whole Steve from Blue's Clues has a message. Message from Steve. It's been out for about a week now. I have not heard it. I'm going to hear it for the first time now. What do you guys? Let's be the audio experience together. So, let's see what the message that Steve has for all of us because apparently everyone was was bawling you know crying everyone reposted it i didn't see it because you know i was working and i'm like nah I'll, i want to see it in my own time <clears throat> so let's get a live reaction from me let's see let's see what steve has to say let's see if i cry Yes, those were simple times. I had no responsibility. The only responsibility—what the fuck? The only responsibility I had was to sit down and watch Blues Clues quietly. I'll let him finish. Find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, "Oh hey, guess what? Big news! I'm leaving. Uh, this is my brother Joe. He's your new best friend." And then I got on a bus and I left. And we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Yes, it's been like, what's that? It was like oh two or whatever. It's like nearly twenty years in the making. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Great, because I I realized that 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 was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college, and uh, that was really challenging by the way but great because 
I got to use my mind and take a step at a time, and now I literally am doing many of the things that I wanted to do. All right, so he's flexing on us that for him, college was a great experience. He missed us, but not that much. Listen, it. This sounds pretty toxic. Like, just come back, like, yo, 20 years later, hey, remember that time I left? Just hear him out, hear him out. Okay. <clears throat> Proceed, Steve. And then look at you, and look at all you have done, and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just, it's just so. I mean, I went to college too, Steve. Dropped out, went back, got my associates, working my bachelor's, it's taking forever ever because of just unfortunate circumstances but hey i'm pushing through i i may or may not have a job in the doae allegedly may i i may be doing anything in reverse in terms of i got the i allegedly have the doe job and now i'm co and i just let him continue speaking i gotta stop interrupting steve my bad amazing right i mean we started out with clues and now it's what student loans and um jobs and family really you can start out student loans jesus i mean i don't have student loans thankfully hopefully i don't have i don't have to apply for any, any of them every other m month is different with the whole you know the, the biden administration where they do cancer cancer yours on that so i'm trying to avoid that as much as possible i mean yes i, I have jobs I mean I have, a, I have people I call family but I'm like my, my own kids all them keep going and some of it has been kind of hard you say that again I know you know and I wanted to tell you that I, I really couldn't have done all of that without your help hmm. what and in fact all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today right now and that's super cool i guess i just wanted to say that after all these years i never forgot you ever and i'm super glad we're still friends thanks for listening you look great by the way whatever it is you're doing it's working i've been running a lot recently steve so thanks for noticing i mean that was sweet don't get me wrong but Oh, <laughs> I did see this tweet on Twitter. Tw tweet on Twitter. Let's try saying that ten times. Tweet on Twitter. Tweet on Twitter. Tweet. Anywho, something I'm saying. Twat. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did see this tweet. Fuck. See, I could pull it up somewhere. What the fuck? I know I liked it. Shit. Uh, no, no, no. Fuck. Give me a second. Okay, find the tweet. <laughs> this is from. I don't know who the fuck this is. Steve. The Bainong, well, I don't know the fuck he is, but he did say, <laughs> real big coincidence, Steve from Blue's Clues disappears in 2002 <laughs> and returns when the Afghan war is over. <laughs> what ops was this guy running? <laughs> I mean, okay, that, that's some of the memes have been good. I've seen some of how Steve is toxic is coming back after years later. Cute, sweet message, but I've clearly moved on, Steve. But yes, I remember those times with Blues Clues. Great times, great childhood memories. I didn't get emotional like the rest of you, and I was a huge fan of Blues Clues. Hmm. 
I guess I'm doing pretty good with, uh, you know, breakups and departures of people in my life, perhaps. I think that's what it is. I think I got better with that over time. Damn, Steve was my first breakup, tenly speaking. <laughs> oh, man. But, damn, that's what I got emotional about. I mean, cool. Steve is, you know, it's good to see, you know, Steve and where he been at and everything. But I wasn't as emotional as people made out to be. I mean, really, I was just living for the tweets and memes of people being like, yo, Steve made me feel so special, yet I haven't done shit with my life. Which, if that's the case, that's unfortunate. But, hey, if I always say, if you wake up every single day, that means, you know, listen, that means life ain't done. Keep pushing. You'll find something or a handful of things that you'll be passionate about. Like me and this podcast, which you can follow on Instagram. The It's at in my story pod and i release episode every monday at 9 a.m i'm on anchor spotify apple podcast yeah i didn't promote i didn't do any of that beginning because it's a very somber uh beginning to the podcast but so i'm doing the plugs right now but with that being said if you're listening to this and you've started college i think cuny started a couple weeks ago good luck hopefully you have already submitted your first assignment if you haven't good luck rest rest of the way through if you happen to be uh, a teacher good luck that's all I gotta say about that and I mean look at my demographic I don't have people that would be still being K-12 but if for other reason you're listening to this too good luck as well but that said, sorry for the awkward, very emotional once about to cry and like, hey, yo, what up? Um, yeah, Steve, fuck you been that. I know, very drastic changes and moods and what have you, but uh, thank you, Karina, for many, for a handful of reasons. And, you know, the charger is the least of it. But again, you know, I love you, Kozo, so thank you. And I love you. Uh, Marina, like as I said, uh, you be you live within all of us. Your memory will always be alive. Pops, I love you. I miss you. Um, hope to see you soon, and I hope I'm making you proud. With that said, this is the end of chapter eleven. Stay stay tuned next week for the next chapter of the In My Story podcast. Peace.